Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself, depending on the subject matter and your needs. bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more on this edition of the show, my personal, personal proof of ESP. One of the reasons I believe that psychic phenomena, that is to say ESP or extrasensory perception, is absolutely real is because of so many personal experiences I've had. And a lot of it, I'm sure, begins with the influence from my mother when I was practically a baby. And so I'm about to bring my mother onto this show for the first time, actually, to give you some insight about some of those early experiences that will get us started. And then from there, oh, it gets wilder. My mother and father, Peggy and Danny Warren, were high school sweethearts. They got married right out of high school and they've been married since. They have always lived in the mountains of Western North Carolina. And when they were 24 years old, they had me, their first child, Six years later, they had my little sister, Jessica, so Jessica and I are their only kids. My mom was actually one of ten children, and my dad was one of seven children, so our family of four must seem pretty small to them. Well, as far back as I can remember, on various occasions, strange things would happen in our family, and my mother would have some kind of remarkable, almost magical insight beforehand. And then she would always and very seriously say that it came from her ESP. That's when I first heard that. My ESP, she would say. My ESP. So my first question for my mom was, Mom, when when you were young, when were you first exposed to the concept of ESP. Well, when it started happening to me, I didn't know exactly what it was. I didn't know what it was called or anything because at a very young age, um, I experienced something that I guess was ESP. Um, the first thing that 
I don't know, you and you know something's going to happen, and you just feel it, but something comes into your, your head, and you can't get it out of your head. And I know I was very young when that started happening to me, um, but you're, you, you kind of try to figure it out, and you think, well, that's not going to happen. And then something that you that has been in your head, and you can't get that feeling and that thought to go away, then it happens, and you're like, well, that was really weird. So, And that started at a very young age with me. So do you remember who told you, oh, you have ESP, Peggy, or is this something you read? Or do, do you remember how this concept entered your mind and you defined it that way? I think it's something probably that a family member, but I don't remember which one, one of my older sisters might have told me that. And I was probably a teenager at that time. Uh, the first time I ever heard about ESP, I didn't, I didn't really know. I had never heard that before. I didn't know what it was. And I think it was one of my older sisters that, that uh, described that to me. And I thought, hey, I think I have that. <laughs> Do you think that ESP has been common in your family or are you a bit outstanding? There are some other siblings, uh, sisters to be exact, that also have ESP and have had ESP, I think, throughout their lifetime. When I was very young, a miraculous insight of yours literally saved my life. What is the story there? Well, we uh, we had bought a new car. It was a, a it was a, sta- a small station wagon, and uh, there was uh, the uh, the middle seat and the two front seats, and then the back was just an open you know st- open. It wasn't like a trunk. It was just open because it was a station wagon, and you were you were around. You were close to two. You had a car seat in the middle seat, and you were very smart, of course, and you figured out how to un- unlatch your car seat and get out of it. Um, and you had a very bad habit if you were if we were out shopping or if we'd been gone for a, a while on a little trip or something. You had a very bad habit of un- unlocking the car seat and crawling into the very back of the car and taking a nap. Um, and on that, and you had done it many, many times. And on several occasions, I would look back there and I didn't think anything about it. I just, oh, he's he's already gone back there and gone to sleep. Uh, on this particular day, um, we were driving, and I looked back there, and you had gotten out of your car seat, and uh, you your head was actually your head was actually against the the back tailgate. It, it, it was just actually almost if it, it was if it wasn't touching, it had to be actually just maybe a fourth of an inch away. And I looked back there, and all of a sudden, I said, I told your dad, I said, Oh my gosh, I said if a car rear-ended us, I said that would kill him. I said that would crush his skull. So we were we had stopped at a traffic light and and before we started moving at the traffic light I unbuckled my belt and then the seat belt and I climbed out of my seat, climbed over the console, climbed over the middle seat and picked you up and put you back in your car seat. And we had maybe gone maybe I don't know if it, I'm thinking maybe gosh, maybe hundred and fifty feet or something, I'm not sure how far, but not far at all. And the minute I sat back down in my seat, and just as I clicked my seat belt, bam, this huge collision and jar just knocked the heck out of us. And we, you know, like I, my, my body flung forward, and, and, you know, we're like, what the heck? And this car behind us uh, just, I mean, it just drove right into the back of us. And actually right there, the tailgate, the back of the station wagon, right there where your head would have been was bashed in. 
And I was like, thank you, God, because, I mean, you, you, you would have been killed because the, that, that trauma and, you know, that, that would have been, that would have been just terrible because it, it would have killed you, I'm sure. Now, when someone listens to that story, I'm sure that person wants to say, well, what do you think happened there? How, how do you explain that? What's your explanation for, for what occurred there? Well, I just know that that uh, I was I was warned, and I know I was warned, and I'm I have been, I'm warned about many ta- many things, and I've been warned many times, and I know that whatever, uh, whether it's you know whether it's divine or whatever, that comes into my mind, and when something comes in strongly in my mind, I know that I better I better act upon that. Because if I get a warning and I don't act upon it, then, you know, there's something wrong because I'm like, I know. Sometimes I've had warnings and I acted upon it, took precautions, and nothing happened. But there have been many times, and it's not just bad things. I mean, I've been, I have had ESPs about wonderful things that were going to happen and they happened. When we come back from our first break, my mom is going to tell us about something she did that astounded our whole family. I mean, to this day, it boggles my mind. And uh, it's it's one of my favorite stories that really made a big impact on, on me. And trust me, my mom and I could have kept on going and going and going. But after she tells this story, I'm just going to spend most of the rest of the podcast telling you about some personal things that I have experienced. Because, you know, there is plenty of data out there from you know resources like the Ryan Research Center and I, I there are a lot of names that I could give you resources that will that will show you data to demonstrate in an experimental laboratory setting times where ESP has apparently been documented but there's no substitute for having your own personal experiences and all, the best I can do is just keep giving you examples of things that I've seen myself. And I know you have these kinds of things that you've probably seen for yourself as well. And you know what? Maybe you've heard already some of these stories that I'm going to present. Some I'm pretty sure you have not. But regardless, it's great to have so many of them collected right here in this particular edition of the show. And one thing, for example, for me, that's always been outstanding is dreaming. When I was in middle school, I had a very distinctive dream, very distinct dream that uh, one day I went to school. I was sitting in science class and my science teacher, uh, she sat down wearing a certain outfit on a stool at the front of the class and told us that. She was no longer going to be our science teacher, that she had taken a job somewhere else. And I really liked her. I think we all did. And so it was very sad to see her leave. And I woke up from just such a clear dream about that. And then I went to school that day. And guess what happened toward the end of science class? I realized she was wearing the same outfit as soon as I walked in the door. And sure enough, she got on that stool and she told us exactly what she said in my dream. Now, I can't prove that to you in a laboratory, but I'm telling you that happened. And there are some things that I can prove to you, though, where I predicted stuff 
that came true in front of other people, but it doesn't always happen the way you think it's going to. Maybe if you hear these stories, you'll start to see more of this kind of stuff happening in your own life, and you'll learn something important about all of this. Do you know that I have been conducting an ESP experiment since February of 2021, and there are people participating all over the world, but they only know about it because they subscribe to my free e-newsletter at joshuapwarren.com. I don't talk about this sort of thing, these ongoing experiments here in the podcast. If you want to be a part of these things and you want to take it to the next level, you really have to go to joshuapwarren.com. There's no period after the P. Take two seconds, sign up for my free e-newsletter, and you'll also get some free instant gifts. I am Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back after these messages. Don't go anywhere. There's more Strange Things coming right up. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash strange things. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? 
Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. And with the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. Head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. Did you know that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act? Let this be the year you get screening tests that can help detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in your way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you. You're listening to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now, let's get back to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. Radio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, the Wizard of Weird, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. And listen to me and my mom talk about this next story. Another occasion that sticks out in my mind is how you used to drive me and Jessica to school every day, and we listened to the local radio stations, and one station announced that they were going to pull a birthday out of a hat, so to speak, on a certain upcoming show in about a week, and if it was your birthday and you were the first caller, you would win a lot of money. I forget exactly how much, but when you heard this... 
your eyes immediately lit up and something struck you. So tell us that story in your words. Okay. Well, this that had been going on for several weeks. They had been doing this for several weeks. And, we, you know, I had heard that on the radio, and I had never really paid much attention to it. I thought, ah, you know. And, you know, we'd drive to school, and we'd hear that on the radio. And, and uh, I think, the, you know, I don't know the, the, uh, the amount of time span it was when they would have the drawing, but I think the, the, the pot, as they called it, would grow and get bigger and bigger. And it had really grown big. And, you know, we were driving to school that morning, and, you know, all of a sudden – they, they told the amount and everything, and it just hit me. That's going to be one of their birthdays. I did not know which birthday, if it was going to be, uh, my, you know, if it was going to be your sister Jessica, if it was going to be yours or, your, or, or mine or dad's. I did not know. But I knew 100% in my mind, I knew that it was going to be one of their birthdays. And I was just like, oh, gosh, we have to we have to be sure that, you know, that morning when the drawing is, we have to be sure that we're in there right at the phone, right at that moment, right at that moment. And, you know, I was telling, you know, I was telling, I told a good friend of mine, you know, I, said, I think it's going to be one of our birthdays. And she just laughed about it. And, you know, I was telling, of course, you knew how adamant I was about it. And, you know, Jessica heard, she heard us, not, you know, she heard it too. But, and then, you know, dad's like, well, that could be anybody's birthday. And I said, it sure could. But I said, it's going to be one of our birthdays. I, I don't know whose birthday it's going to be, but it's going to be one of our birthdays. And sure enough, it was your birthday. Yeah, and you know, it was amazing. The phone was off the hook. I mean, in my hand, I believe, ready to dial. And then there it was, October 25th. And what's weirdest of all to me, or at least it was at the time, is that the universe gave you that information, and yet we did not win. And at first, it seemed like, well, then what's the point? You know, why was this useless information given so strongly but now I look back and I see that I got something even more valuable out of that than the money. I got another clear cut bit of proof that ESP and paranormal phenomena are real. And of course, this kind of thing would ultimately shape the direction and meaning of my entire life. So how do you apply value to these kinds of experiences, even if there is not an immediate reward? Well, I think that, that that's, that's something that you're gifted with. And even though if there's not an immediate award or something good that happens, or, and it can be something bad that happens, I feel like that, you know, the spirit has, that has been given, that has given you you know, that warning or, or just the information. It's not always a warning or just that information. There is a reason for it, and and sometimes we may not know the reason. We might not know why, but I do know and you know that, you know, this is real because you have, you have, there's been many other times that this has happened to me and I can't explain it. And it's something you were around growing up, you know, with, when you were growing up, you know, different, on different occasions, things that happened. But I don't, I mean, I, I don't know, Joshua, as far as, you know, why, why that would happen if there's something that doesn't really, just like you're saying, you didn't win, you didn't win, but yet it gave you some information and it gave you an insight on what the, what the, the power of the human mind, the power of the human mind can be. So that was my mother, Peggy Warren. Thank you, mom, for coming on the show. 
like I say, she and I could have told stories all night long. I actually recorded some stories that I'll play for you on on future podcasts. But that gives you a sense of one of the things that made me so interested in the things I pursued in my life. And going back to how dreaming has been a powerful thing for me. Before I moved to Las Vegas, I was out here on a trip with Lauren uh, because I was actually here to film an episode of Ghost Adventures for the Travel Channel. And of course, Zach Bagans has his haunted museum here. And so Lauren and I were staying at the Palms Casino. And uh, here it was. We we had a big full day. I was worn out. I was tired. I don't remember all this, the stuff we'd done that day. But we finally hit the sack probably around like midnight. And around 2, 2.30 in the morning, I had this extremely vivid dream. Now, I dream vividly all the time. But I dreamed about being at the roulette wheel and hitting the number 15. And it was so clear that I woke up. And I quietly crept out of bed. Lauren was fast asleep. <laughs> and I actually, we were on one of the higher floors. I, I slipped out. I got on the elevator. I went down because, you know, you can gamble 24-7 in these places. And I wanted to just make this quick, but I just felt I had to do it. So I went to a roulette wheel and I just took whatever money that I had, like whatever cash I had on me, which wasn't much. It was like less than 50 bucks. And I said, I want to put all that on number 15. Now, there are 38 spaces on a roulette wheel. Spin the wheel. Well, not surprisingly, hits number 15. I mean, I only did it once. I just walked up and put down the, the, the money. 15. That's it. Hits 15. I got, oh, I think somewhere around like 1600 bucks. Cash that out. Got on the elevator, went back up, went to sleep. I, I kid you not. The next morning when Lauren and I got up, I said, Hey, guess what I did last night? <laughs> I got an extra like 1600 bucks here. <laughs> but see, that one is something that, uh, you know, I know that, but I can't prove that to you. But listen to this. Listen to this. Once we did move here, um, one night I had a dream that I was in a French setting. You know, like somewhere in Paris or whatever. And I'm walking around having a little cafe uh, or whatever. You know, whatever you're doing when you're bumbling around France. And so uh, there was a casino there. So I go into the casino and all I remembered was going up to some kind of, it seemed like a machine or something to me. And it had the number 91 on it. 91. And... I won a bunch of money on that. And that was so distinctive that I actually woke up in the middle of the night and I scrambled around and I grabbed a pen and a pad and I, I just wrote down France and 91 and I went back to sleep. So the next day I told Lauren, I had this incredible, like so clear dream. I feel compelled to go to a casino today and it occurred to me that there was this casino here on the strip that I'd never even been to before called the Paris. And once I, what's that? I realized that I thought, well, I guess 
that's the closest thing I have to to what I was seeing in my mind. So Lauren, you know, at this point, she doesn't even question my hunches anymore. She goes, okay. So we get in the car. We drive over to the Paris. We walk inside. It's a great reproduction of, of France in many ways. So I took my time and we just strolled all through the casino, just looking for 91, 91, 91. And we got to the point where we were about to leave and I never saw a 91. I had not gambled at all. I just walked through. I didn't see the 91. And I was like, huh, well, I guess that was fruitless. And right as we were about to walk out the door, I look over at the roulette wheel again. And that's when I realized, well, there's no 91 on a roulette wheel, but there is a 19. So what the heck? And there were a group of people playing there at the roulette table. So I just walked up and took out a $100 bill and said, um, I'd like to put, just put all that on number 19. And everybody kind of looks at me like I'm crazy because people don't usually put more than like two or five dollars on a number and they just put, they spread it around on a bunch of numbers. So anyway, everybody thought, well, this guy's probably had too much to drink or whatever. And uh, he's got too much money. That's for damn sure. So anyway, I put the hundred dollars on number 19. I say, good luck. Spin the wheel. Boom. Number 19. People gasp. The guy pays me uh, $3,500. Yeah, that's right. 3500 bucks. And <laughs> I said to these folks who are looking at me with awe, yeah, I had a dream about this. That's how I knew. And then I turned and walked away and they looked like they'd just seen a ghost. We walked out of the casino. We sat down at the bar. We had a drink and Lauren was speechless for a long time. She said, that's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my entire life. And I said, hey, psychic phenomena is real. ESP is real. But when we come back from this break, I'm going to tell you something that I think may be even more unbelievable than that, that I have seen. I manifested their witnesses. <laughs> I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. I'll be right back. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. 
It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way. Knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, the Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel is waiting for you now. Go to coasttocoastam.com for more information. Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com. With age, women and men have issues with fine lines, wrinkles, under-eye bags, crepey skin on the neck, and aging on the hands. Dr. Nathan Newman has developed Luminous for amazing results treating these issues with his stem cell-based formula, APT200. Try Luminous today with our postage-paid starter kit for only $19.99, available exclusively at HealthyLooking.com. Join thousands of satisfied customers using Luminous. Learn more at HealthyLooking.com. Hi, this is George Norrie, and you're listening to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now let's get back to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren.
Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. And this next story I'm going to tell you is so amazing to me. I, I still have trouble believing it's true, and I know it's true. I think that this thing called ESP, it can help you either become aware of things, you know, pick up on things, or can help you create things, become an active participant in life, and maybe even change the outcome of things, right? I mean, it's like my mother saving my life in the car crash because, you know, she had this insight and then she acted upon it. So having this thing called ESP is something that can help you both, you know, receive and then send and activate things to change your life, which is why it's very closely tied to this concept of manifestation. And you might be listening and think, well, this is great for you, Mr. Warren. Sounds like you have a family with ESP and, you know, I'm sure all this stuff works for you, but what about me? Well, that's one of the reasons that I am so interested in tools to help everybody sort of exercise their ESP and of course, I talk a lot about the wishing machine. And here is a wishing machine story that I've just got to share with you. I know I've told you quite a few, but this one you just have to hear. So as you probably know, Lauren and I lived for years in Puerto Rico. We went down, went down there to do research and have adventures, and it was a great time. And when we moved to Puerto Rico, we did not just like live around San Juan where all the cruise ships and the tourists are. We actually went to the opposite side of the island to this little town called Bocaron. And, uh, I mean, we were, this is, this is the kind of place where like Puerto Ricans would go there to go to the beach and enjoy themselves, you know? And it, it was not a convenient area to reach. It wasn't near any big airports or anything like that. And so even though, I, I really loved the Puerto Rico experience. After living there for a while, I started to miss one of my favorite treats. I'm a big fan of Philly cheesesteaks. And to be more specific, I like chicken Philly cheesesteaks because that, I don't know, my system has some problems processing red meat. So that's one of my favorite things to eat in the whole world, a chicken Philly cheesesteak. And that is practically non-existent in Puerto Rico. So, you know, I would go to restaurants and if I met a chef, I would say, Hey, do you happen to know if you could do something special for me? And all these chefs would try to make one, but you know, they never had just the right ingredients and it was never quite right. I won't say never, but like most of the time it was very rare. And, and so I got this bright idea one day and I, because you can use wishing machines for trivial things, of course, or, or smaller things. So I said, let's try this out. And I got a wishing machine and I said, I want to manifest a good place to, to buy Philly cheesesteaks. Well, boy, did I not realize how powerful that manifestation was going to be because, okay, I lived in a gated complex, but it was small. And so I would step outside my front door. There was a swimming pool right in front of me. I would turn to the right. There was a small parking lot. And then the only other thing around was this little building, almost like a shack that had been empty most of the time we lived there. When we first moved there, there was a real estate company that was in that little building for maybe a month, but the rest of the time it had just been sitting there vacant. So less than a month after I put that wish out, 
I get up one day, I go outside and I see there's all this activity around this little building. And so I walked across the parking lot. I mean, this is practically like my front yard, you know? And so I, I walk over and I see a bunch of guys painting and putting up signs. I say, what's going on? Yeah, we're opening a Philly cheesesteak restaurant here. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I if you could, I don't know if you've ever seen a jaw actually hit the ground. That would have been a time. Turns out this guy who was, I think he was from Connecticut, you know, like somewhere near Pennsylvania, had, had moved down and he had actually married a Puerto Rican woman. And he was this amazing chef, and he opened this Philly cheesesteak place right there in my front door, right? And this guy made possibly the best Philly cheesesteaks I've ever had. And this is when I realized very quickly, be careful what you wish for. It might just come true. And I say that because I quickly found out that when you have a Philly cheesesteak restaurant in your front yard and you love Philly cheesesteaks, you start getting fat really fast because I would go over there and I would just buy like a bag of these things and just I'd keep them in the fridge and munch on them. And, oh, they were heavenly. And, it, but it got to the point where even when I didn't want to buy the cheesesteaks, I wanted to keep this guy in business, you know? So I would go over there and like buy more than I really needed just to keep this guy going and, um, and, and then, you know, and then of course, and then of course I'm going to eat them. So, <laughs> and then because, uh, he was, you know, he didn't know a lot of people in the area who were into Philly cheesesteaks. I'd go over there and he'd really take his time making these things. And he would start telling me about all of his problems and stuff, uh, including he was having a lot of marital problems as it turns out. And so I, the relationship went beyond eventually like, uh, chef and customer to like, I was sort of his therapist and he was always asking me for advice. And finally, one day I realized like, thank you universe for making this wish come true. But maybe it's, maybe I, I should have a, a Philly cheesesteak on a special occasion. Otherwise, you know, I'm going to look like a Philly cheesesteak. And not long after that, and I'm not saying I did anything to cause this, but not long after that nature took its course and um, th he and his wife split <clears throat> and, and the place was shut down. Now, if if you were in my situation and you saw that happen, that would seem unbelievable to you. And people say, well, how does that work? Well, look, here's let me give you some thoughts on this. When understanding how manifestation works, and let's see if you can keep up with this, because this is really weird. I think that sometimes focusing on the effect creates the cause. I'll say that again. Sometimes focusing on the effect creates the cause that it can be a retroactive way of changing how things develop in time. I know that may seem, you know, like, what? Okay. Listen to this. Scientists tell us that time flows both ways, that future and past are the same. It's the same thing. Time can flow either way. We humans just generally perceive it in one direction, just going forward into what we call the future. But if it flows both ways, then we might be able to focus on what we want to happen in the future. And by, by focusing on that, we, we make something change in the past so that the future you desire will happen. 
I know that's weird. And I can say those same words to you over and over again. And if, if you didn't get it, you didn't get it. But okay, let's say you, you use magic to help you get a sum of money. Uh, and a month later you get it. But then you say, oh, well, it turns out it wasn't magic. It's just that a long lost relative died, you know, five years ago. And I finally got an inheritance check out of the blue. Well, yeah, but maybe you would have never received that inheritance check if you didn't use the magical thinking. Maybe that changed something that allowed that check to be written to you in the past. And therefore, if you use manifestation techniques, and this is a cautionary thought for you, if you don't honor respect and sort of honestly admit the fact that you use manifestation to achieve something, then you will lose what you have achieved. So when you use magical thinking to get what you want and then it happens, don't suddenly turn up your nose and dismiss the magic and say, well, it turns out that would have happened anyway. Well, that's one of the worst things you can do. And if you do that, well, you might, if you dismiss it, you might lose that inheritance check. And so one of the things about admitting to others, if they ask, you know, what you've done and what your process is, you might allow them to help themselves. It's a way of paying back. Okay. You're sharing the knowledge. And that's why I say it's so important for you to share these podcasts. So again, sometimes focusing on the effect creates the cause. At least that's one of the things that I think. Um, we're going to come back from a break here in a little bit, and I, I have some very interesting stuff for you. Uh, I got an email from a woman who was not happy about something she heard on this podcast, and I'll read her email to you and respond. I think that she makes a very interesting point. Um, but before, oh, oh, yeah, another thing I want to tell you about, uh, people say, Josh, have you ever met a psychic, that, like a psychic, a professional psychic that really, really impresses you? And, um, well... I had a friend who was a scientist named Charles Yost and Charles Yost was an eccentric man. He was a mentor and he had a white beard, no mustache, and he always wore a little black beret and he was a very reclusive man in many ways. He was a NASA hall of fame scientist. And right after he died, I ended up on a TV set with a psychic named Laura Lee. And she was really nice. And I got an opportunity to sit with her and we had like hours to kill. So I said, Hey, you mind if I uh, test out your psychic ability? She said, no, that's fine. So I said, well, um, I have a friend who recently passed away. Do you see anything? Uh, and she thought for a second, she goes, well, I see a man. He, he has a white beard. I go, yeah. and she goes, and he used to wear a funny little hat. And I always said, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. I'm telling you, I ha some people can do that. Her website, by the way, is messagesoflove.com. If you're ever looking for a psychic to give you some advice, tell Laura Lee that Joshua P. Warren sent you. I am Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back.
Don't go anywhere. There's more Joshua P. Warren and Strange Things coming right up. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way. Knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every eight minutes, the American Red Cross brings help and hope to people in need. Thanks to the support of everyday heroes like you, the Red Cross is able to respond to disasters big and small, support military families, help ensure that blood is available when needed, and teach life-saving skills like CPR and first aid. 
Be a hero. Donate today. Visit redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Are you looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Well, look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com slash seniors. Enjoy your search and have some fun at ParanormalDate.com. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network with the best shows that explore the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. You can enjoy all shows on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren. And sometimes we wonder whether or not we're dealing with ESP or synchronicity. How do those things connect? You know, I've talked about that before. One time when my friend Eric and I were both living in North Carolina. We uh, were part of a group I put together to take a cruise out of Florida. And so it was like a busy Friday night and we were sitting at this crowded restaurant and outside bar area in Miami, Florida. And for some reason, Eric brought up his neighbor up, you know, back in North Carolina and about Five minutes later, he goes, what? Oh, my God. And guess who was sitting <laughs> across the room? His neighbor, um, completely unconnected to our presence there. What? <laughs> you know, is that synchronicity? ESP? How about this one? I had a friend from Charleston, and she came down to visit us when we were in Puerto Rico. And one of her goals was to hook up with a handsome man in Puerto Rico. She was obviously single at the time. So we took her out one night to this really remote bar. We'd been like snorkeling and stuff. And we ended up at this remote bar out on the, on a beach somewhere where she hit it off with a guy at the end of the bar. Turns out he was from Charleston and lived a few miles down the road from her. I'm telling you, <laughs> these things happen. Again, you know, is this, do you call this ESP or some other form of synchronicity? Well, listen, the most important part is not to explain or not, not how to explain all this, because for you, really, the most important thing is that it demonstrates. It demonstrates for us 
and especially for me, that there is a design to the universe and that you can tap into that design and make it work for you if you just stay aware. And staying aware starts with realizing and believing that it is real. That's step number one. Before I read you this email I received, um, a couple of notes for you. For one thing, if you need help with this, if you want to become a Jedi, well, my book, Use the Force, is now back in stock. It's been for a while out of stock in terms of the printed book. You can only get it as an ebook or an audio book. Well, now you can get it as the printed book and the uh, ebook and the audiobook. If you go to my website, you'll see the icon there for Use the Force. Just click on that. Um, another thing, just to keep in mind, the weather has been so rough that a lot of people, once again, you know, this season, they've caught themselves in a, in a bad position. And you really should, when you're in my curiosity shop, check out the links there to the Sunshine Simple Solar Generator for the home. And if you're into paranormal stuff, you should also look at the paratemporal night vision goggles. These are the only kind that I use for my research when I'm looking into ghosts, UFOs, cryptids, all that stuff. So just wanted to let you know you can find that and a lot of cool stuff. Here's a programming note for you. Um, of course, you can listen to this podcast on various different platforms. One of them is Stitcher. And for some reason, episode 16 is missing from Stitcher. That episode is called Meet a Real Santero. And I don't know why that is. Um, when I produce these shows, you know, I send them off and they get uploaded by, you know, various people with the company. And I don't know why 16 is not there. But if you listen only through Stitcher, you may have missed episode 16, so it go to strangethingsshow.com and you'll find links there to other places where you can catch the show, and all for free, of course. Well, on that uh, episode, episode 16, I interviewed my friend Santero David Longley about Santeria, and he explained why that so many people around the world who practice Santeria sometimes sacrifice chickens. Now, all he did was explain why Santeros and Santeros sometimes do that. Again, that was episode 16. And after that, a listener named Brenda wrote me to say, quote, I don't consider taking an animal or human life a sacrifice. It is murder. You can give other things like tobacco, cedar boughs, etc., or your own blood, but no excuse for killing. And yes, I am a vegan, so don't even go there. I usually really like your podcasts, and this one was good also, except for the stupidity of animal sacrifice. How can it be considered sacrifice if you are not giving something that is yours? Giving another soul's life is no sacrifice to you. I want people to know this. I hope you can mention it on a future podcast. Thanks. End quote. Well, thank you for that email, Brenda. And I'm glad that you said you enjoy the show. <laughs> so, you know, here's what I think about this. First off, in full disclosure, I am not a vegan or a vegetarian. And I eat so much chicken that if I die and God is a chicken, I'm in big trouble. But that said, it is interesting 
that Santeria is about animism, which is believing that everything has a notable spirit of some kind that should be respected. And I understand that ancient people who survived off of chickens would consider giving one to the gods as opposed to eating it as a sacrifice. Many ancient religions did that. I mean, it's all throughout the Bible, but most of us don't need to kill a chicken to live anymore. And so, uh, you know, especially these days, where does one who believes in animism draw the line of possession and, and ownership of another spirit. In other words, uh, is it, is it really a sacrifice to you if you don't need it? At what point does a sacrifice qualify as an actual real sacrifice to you as opposed to an unnecessary waste of life? So, I mean, these are things to think about for sure. So thank you again, Brenda. And, uh, you know, I have some more emails to read, but I, in, in lieu of that, I think I'll save my other emails for an upcoming podcast because I want to give you guys a really silly, stupid update that <laughs> that I've just been trying to um, to tell you about for a while. Okay, so let's see. I, you know, I did this show episode fifteen about my you know strange collection, like my collection of strange things, and in that episode. Um, I told you that I have a shrunken head created by the Shewer tribe near the Amazon region. And that when I, but I, I knew it wasn't a real human head, but it was made of flesh. And I said that when my wife Lauren saw it, she goes, Oh, that's a goat testicle, right? Well, after that, Lauren listened to the show and she goes, uh, I want you to go correct that. I didn't say it was a testicle. I said it was a scrotum. I promise you folks, I'm going somewhere with this. All right. So I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll correct that. Fast forward now. Um, a few days later, we were in a little town in Nevada and we walked into a peculiar little store uh, that had all kinds of, you know, kind of odd items and mystical things. And I looked over on the wall and I saw something brown and furry there hanging on the wall. And I asked the owner, uh, what is that? And he goes, oh, that is a buffalo scrotum. And it, it was hanging right next to a big buffalo skull that was just emblazoned with, I don't know, hundreds of turquoise uh, stones. It was just a beautiful skull. And he says, yes, you know, and the skull costs like $2,000. And he said, uh, yes, this is the scrotum of this buffalo. And I have no need of a turquoise encrusted buffalo skull. But I said, would you consider selling the scrotum? Because I, I think I'm getting some kind of a scrotum collection going on here. And he says, huh? And so I told him the story and he was so impressed. He said, well, since you already have this goat scrotum, um, this is a lucky buffalo scrotum. And so sure, I'll make an exception. And he sold it to me. It wasn't cheap. And uh, I walked out of there with my lucky buffalo scrotum. Now, I'm not trying to create a scrotum collection. And if you know somebody who has a scrotum to get, you know, to sell or don't contact me, really don't do it. 
But if this collection organically evolves, I will keep you updated. I don't know what it means. All right. That said, there's an update. So my collection has gotten even weirder and bigger. And now here is the good fortune tone. Relax and listen. That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the Curiosity Shop all at JoshuaPWarren.com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. You've been listening to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. For shows like this and others, please make sure to tune in to the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. 